Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Peter, it's so wonderful to have you with me this morning. Thank you for joining me on such short notice. I'm really happy to be here. This is exciting to talk to you this morning. It's been a few months since we had the opportunity to spend some time together, but I feel like I talk to you every day in my thoughts. There was such connection in terms of the circumstances around which we met. Yes. Why don't you tell everybody about it briefly? Yeah. Well, we met in Peru. I'm a filmmaker and I went with his healing hands with you to Peru on a medical mission. And it was really, it was really just, you can just tell sometimes that God orchestrates an experience or something that has a specific purpose. It was just one of those things where our team and everybody and us meeting each other, it was just, it was obvious that God's hand was in that orchestration. And getting to know you and learn about rest, there's many different medical professionals there and other people that weren't medical professionals helping on the mission, but it's really cool to see what you do and the type of contribution that you had and the connection that you had with the local people. It was really incredible. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more. We will. And I can't wait. We're going to have a reunion there in February for the opening of the clinic. So that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Peter, thank you sincerely for joining me on such short notice, but you and I had a brief conversation while I was driving home last night about the state of affairs, and I recorded a brief segment on Balenciaga, Lota Volkova, the CEO of Balenciaga, and your name came to mind late last night as I'm pondering the realities that we're facing And the reason your name came to mind is because you've traveled all over the world and you have worked with the top-notch leaders, creators, performers, entertainers, probably in the world. And I think you have some perspective based on some other conversations we've had about the state we find ourselves in. And so I just wanted you to give our listening audience, a little bit of perspective on where you've been, some of the, th- the things you've been exposed to, and the things you've seen firsthand. Yeah, well, I've been blessed to be a creative and to work in that community of people. In the early part of my career, I, I was blessed to be around some of the most influential people in the world, definitely got a peep and an insight into you know, the music business, now getting into the film industry. And I've traveled, you know, as a as a DJ, music producer. Why did you get out? What caused yeah. you to transition? There was just, there's a point when, when your eyes are opened, when you're looking for purpose, ultimately, you know, I think everybody has to find purpose in life somehow or come up with terms of how you choose to live your life or what is the purpose of the work that you're doing? You know, what do you want out of life? All of those things. And ultimately what I found was God. Peter, I know that you had a front 
seat pass to the inner workings of filmmaking, of entertainment, mm -hmm. and of other top, top leaders and significant spheres of influence, not just here in the United States, but all over the world. What did you learn from that? In everybody's life, there's that battle between like right and wrong, good and evil, and what's true and what's not. And it's really interesting, this concept of truth, when that itself becomes ambiguous, what is my truth? What are things that are subjective to people's emotions? You know, that's where confusion happens when you don't base your truth on a moral or a principle or like the law of god for example it doesn't give you stability totally and we're seeing the fruit of that last week's podcast was about the brutality of something that to be frank with you in one moment one post it took our breath away and it is the inner workings and the backdrop of the worldview, the philosophy of those who dress us, those who wardrobe us, those who shape culture and entertainment and music. And certainly we've seen it in politics with Epstein and Weinstein. And it is shocking. You lived in that world and you yeah. had to make a hard choice about which direction to go. And I know you chose to make some significant changes in your life. It's definitely centered around discovering God and discovering just the goodness of who God is for us. And the contrast of that I would add is the brutality of evil and being faced with darkness because you've got to decide, do I keep going down that rabbit hole or do I choose something that's light giving? And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but the reality and the brutality of what we're dealing with is going to cause each of us to be able to speak clearly about these things. I will say that there was a very decisive moment. It was around 2016, actually. I haven't really shared this that much, but this is a moment in my creative career that really set my mind correctly. You get out of the business in a way that you get out of mainstream Hollywood, but when you follow the Lord, you're about your father's business. And it's about going back into that arena and having your business be of things that are good. I remember doing a fast for three days and it was like, hey, you know, I have my own record label. I have a music studio. I have all these things. And there's conflict of how much of stuff do we allow to be worldly music versus God music or the Lord spoke to me clearly. He said, let the world distribute their own music. Oh, okay, cool. So the idea is like with all these big distribution companies that do clothing or, you know, TV shows, all that stuff, let them distribute their own and we will, you know, distribute things that are of what we believe in and our values. And you just stand behind it and you just don't compromise, you know, and then you don't have confusion anymore. There's clear, concise direct vision you know you don't mix the holy with the profane in a sense you're just within yourself right exactly because everybody has a conscience and that conscience bears witness of good and bad light and dark things right. that are life-giving and things that extinguish life and i we don't have time to get into specifics but i know you shared with me some horrific situations where the line in the sand was right there and you had to pick which side you were going to stand on and That's one right. violated your conscience, the other did not. That's simple. 
Yeah, absolutely. And of course, I'm I'm sharing in context of, hey, I'm a media producer, so I share things, right? And what do I want to promote or what projects do I want to be a part of? But at the end of the day, it can't violate what's inside of me. And I can't have that conflict. So the only resolution is to just not compromise on principle and moral. If our listening audience could just leverage that principle and say, if Peter did this, I can do this. If Virginia lives like this, I can live like this. And it's not because all those things earn our way to God. It's because within that transaction of living according to your deepest convictions, what ends up happening is you live free. And that freedom is what makes you powerful. That freedom is what makes you influential. Now, other people sell out for that kind of power and influence to dark things. We know that. We see that. They brag about that. They talk about that. And it's never been more exposed than it has been in the last two, three, four, five years. Yeah. I wanted to have you on just for a few minutes because you're somebody that lived in that world. And yeah. it's not more complicated than choosing who you're going to serve, light or life, good things or bad things. You're going to serve right. your flesh or you're going to feed your spirit. I mean, we live in a time where there's so much information. There is so much knowledge. We know more today than we've ever known in history. And there are more avenues of communication. There's more nuances to everything. But at the end, we still have to achieve the same spiritual and emotional experience as people that lived thousands of years ago in the terms of simplicity. So we live in a complicated world with all kinds of ideas that's why like just focusing and having that clear word of truth that we abide in and by just keep it simple there's so much brokenness because everything is so complicated well and in the context of that simplicity you mentioned some things because i know you have to go out of everybody i've ever met in the last 40 years of my life sincerely your comments have perhaps impacted me the deepest, because I couldn't believe how quickly you grasped the principles of rest. Why? You talk about it all the time in circles. I get texts from you. I get messages. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. And you've got a project in your head pertaining to rest. But I want you to tell our listening audience what it is that has been so captivating about me, about watching the work in Peru, hearing me speak about this, cramming so many podcasts in. It's funny, we were on a medical mission trip and we're looking at healing and medical things in context of our body, right? Medications, uh, do you have a fever? You know, those types of symptoms. We're three-part beings. And it's one of those things where here you are on this trip with us and you're talking about these concepts. And I'm like, the Lord has been taking me through a healing journey of my own. And we are three-part beings. And to be honest, what you're talking about rest is, it's such a profound application of the gospel in the way that it simplifies the mystery of what the mechanics of our soul 
and, and how they work in our bodies, how it works direct. Cause that was your journey is from a neurological standpoint is trying to figure out what causes all of these diseases. And in reality, you know, the fact that in so many things that you've told me has, it's been really influential on my thinking as well. The way that if you have confusion or if you have conflict, soul, heart, in your soul, like heartbreaks or anything like that. In the context of the story, you just said you were working, you had a lifestyle, you were successful, you were with the best of the best, but your soul was conflicted. Your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience. There it is. That's a perfect example. Well, yeah, that's a great example. But then also you realize that everybody that you're sharing your art with, everybody that you're promoting yourself to is also going through those same conflicts. So now it's like, okay, am I going to be feeding into the things that they're feeding off of in an unhealthy way? Or am I going to like discover what makes you whole and how do you heal from that stuff? And if that's, that's the avenue of things that you want to promote, promoting healing and just proclaiming the truth, getting rid of those hurts, disciplining yourself to write principles Um, but it takes courage, you know, and if there's one thing that I really love about talking to you in general, it's really easy to become contentious in conversation. It's really easy to just argue your points, but whenever there's a controversial thing, you just attack it and you courageously talk about that and you don't have contention. You have this way of diffusing the contention because it really is about the the care and the health of the person that you're talking to. It's almost like a motherly kind of a just amazing attribute and instinct that you have. And that's what rest is. It's peace. It's getting rid of those things, addressing them, bringing them into the light, right? And ultimately coming up with a resolution. Well, thank you. And I receive it primarily because I clearly, clearly see that what's sacred about our common humanity is that we're made in the image of a living God, a spirit, a soul, and a body. And there's Mm -hmm. something sacred about every single person that we're communicating with. And I think it is an outpouring of stepping into that peace ourselves that we can engage people in these complex conversations with a measure of integrity. We don't have to speak disparagingly to each other. Yeah, we're just in interesting times. And the words that you've been speaking and sharing all of these things they just the fruit of it is peace and there's hope in there hope is like it's not just a wishful thinking hope is looking to the future you know it's it's a certain thing i could talk for hours on this you know there's so much there's so much more we could discuss even just with our experience in peru and you talking to the women there and talking to there's so many people that just were gravitating around what you were saying because everybody's broken everybody needs to hear these words that heal this conflict inside of us you know um it's a part of our health for body soul and spirit and rest really is the mechanics of the soul and how that works and how it takes it out on our body and how it's influenced by the spirit that we listen to you had to navigate that transaction in your personal and professional life it's not pretty wherever you have money and power you're going to have corruption and the corruption is dark And the transaction of how that violated your conscience, I think, is so significant in leading you and causing you to hunger for rest. 
And it's to that end that I really mm-hmm. wanted you to come on for a few minutes. It is one of my favorite projects that I look forward to is the prospect of documenting what you're doing, sharing that in a really compelling way. Your story about coming to the United States and everybody's rooting for the United States. You know that if you watch our news, you would think that everybody hates us. But in reality, we're in the middle of the jungle of Peru. And they're like, if the United States falls, we all fall. Hello. Like they're rooting for us. They love our principles. They love freedom that comes from liberty. They love these concepts. And that's like their hope. It really is a beacon. And it's based off of principles of liberty. That means we have to exercise our conscience whenever we feel violated, as you did in your professional life, to say, hey, this is seductive, but no more. I want I want to go a different route. Yes, that's right. And other people have the liberty to continue doing what they're doing, but you're choosing the alternative. It's that simple. That's right. That's it's that simple. If you're only seeking to satisfy yourself and your brokenness, it's really sad more than it is anything. Because when you when you choose to violate your conscience, you're actually just choosing to give yourself over to those things. It's a tragedy. It really yeah. is. I think that's why God hates sin, a violation of conscience, because it destroys the things he created and he values, which is ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I know you have to run. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, Virginia. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. God bless you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. I'm thankful that you could hear from Peter. Peter has a remarkable story and we couldn't delve too deeply into it at this time. Nevertheless, the fruit of one solitary life, reconciling confusion, chaos, and dis-ease is incredible. I want to encourage each and every one of you to think carefully about the things Peter said and examine where you find yourself and say, when is enough enough? When is no more, no more? When will idolatry, the pursuit of things, the pursuit of I want, I need, and I deserve over virtue and value and conviction when does that end one solitary life has the capacity to bring about so much good and peter is just an example in closing i want to read from one of my favorite segments one solitary life here is a man who was born in an obscure village as a child of a peasant woman He grew up in another obscure village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. And then for three years was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put his foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He had nothing to do with this world except the naked power of his divine manhood. While still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. Another betrayed him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. His executioners gambled for only one piece of property that he had on earth while he was dying, and that was his coat. When he was dead, he was taken down and laid in a borrowed grave 
through the pity of a friend. 19 wide centuries have come and gone, and today he is a center of the human race and the leader of the column of progress. I am far within the mark when I say that all armies that have marched and all the navies that were ever built and all the parliaments that have ever sat and all the kingdoms that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man upon earth as powerfully as this one solitary life. Sometimes we feel like, what can we do in the midst of so much darkness? What can we say? What can we do? What impact can we really make? And I want to leave you with this thought. With a word, one single word, immeasurable. The impact you can make is immeasurable. As we celebrate the one solitary life of this child that was the light of the world and brought hope and peace and fulfilled thousands of years of prophecy that were spoken of him, written about him, very well documented. Consider what an appropriate response is, immeasurable impact you can have. And I want you to consider the immeasurable impact you can have because of this one solitary life that came into the world. It was a child that lit up the world for all eternity, and his gift was life. Merry Christmas. All right, everyone, for updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.